never, ever marks the spot. I am altering the deep. Pray I don't alter it any further. week's episode of the top five report the podcast that is eagerly waiting for the netflix true crime documentary about the victims of professor plum my name is drew i'll be your host for the evening along with me as always is my brother peter what's going on man here uh not much i'm just uh eagerly awaiting to uh see what's in store for us tonight to be honest (laughs) yes so tonight is a little bit different if you're tuning in for the first time uh this show is completely different so i apologize but Peter had a family situation with work schedules and stuff, and he's throwing me a bit of a curveball. So we're kind of doing this bonus episode so we can take a week off. So if you're listening to this, this is not normal for us. However, um, I did plan something I thought would be kind of fun. This has been sitting in my back pocket for quite some time, and I thought this would be kind of cool to do on the show. Um, To help us with this little adventure, I brought in a couple guests. Uh, first, I'm going to introduce uh, my, our friend Mary Liz. Um, if you listen to our Disney four-part series that we did uh, back in the day, if you haven't, by all means, pause this show, go back, listen to it, come back and listen to this one. But Mary Liz is joining us again, so Mary Liz, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I like that she, uh, Mary Liz was on our Marvel episode two which was, was oh, I think close sports I, I episode think, two so, but yeah. Disney's what stands out Disney's yeah but it, four in a row I love the concept that it's like it's that's like probably going on like six hours of uh prerequisite <laughs> material that the <laughs> listeners have to go back and listen before getting to this episode <laughs> well totally worth it <laughs> um and also joining us because I thought it'd be a lot more fun to make this a roundtable discussion this evening is uh, my friend Adam, who joined me. Uh, Adam, what list did we do when you were on Christmas? Uh, Christmas movies that weren't Christmas movies. That's right. And then there was one other one. I can't remember There's what it was. A different one. Yeah. Uh, sci-fi TV shows. Yeah, we did do yeah. sci-fi TV shows. Yes, we did. Um, so yeah, Adam's joined us a couple times. So I wanted to bring on some friends for a roundtable discussion, and. Um, because everyone, Mary Liz knows about this because she's been to my house uh, on the Oscars nights. And um, usually when I say I'm holding an Oscar party, a lot of people roll their eyes and like, I'm not going to watch that. Me, I'm raising my hand. <laughs> yeah, I know. So those people who have come to my house um, know that every now and then, and it's not really a game. I did this a couple years in a row just to make talking, talking points and conversation is during the commercial breaks. I asked speed questions to the people in the room and everyone had to answer. Now, the way this game works is there's no wrong answers. You just have to answer the question. Um, they're not hard questions. They're easy questions, but they're to make you think and for us to have a conversation. So I have for tonight compiled 20 questions that the four of us are going to answer quickly 
And hopefully we, uh, so I'm not going to give you a lot of time to think about it, but um, we're all going to answer the question. We're all going to like laugh at each other and whatever. And uh, <laughs> hopefully it creates some uh, fun conversation and that'll be our show for the evening. Adam and Peter, you should know that I'm not so great at the quickly part of this game. So <laughs> I'll be going first. <laughs> so the first, nice. the first two questions are very easy. So are you guys ready to go? Uh, just Why a slight not? disclaimer, I'm going to try and keep my potty mouth to a, a very basic minimum tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I will this say might be our first explicit show. <laughs> before we get started, I do want to point out that um, I discovered this right before we started recording. Um, a Knight's Tale, since we're talking, since we primarily talk movies and entertainment, A Knight's Tale is officially 20 years old this week. <laughs> So if that makes you feel old or young, that's fine. But I just thought I'd bring that up. I thought that was an interesting uh, anniversary because uh, it kind of caught me off guard. So uh, that another one, another one, if you want to feel old, is that if uh, Marty McFly went back today, he'd go back to 1991. 91. Wow. Man, now I feel like I want to like IMDb 91 to see what we are like, do some research to find out what that movie would have looked like. <laughs> Well, the Gulf War. Well, that's true, but I literally would want to like just go back and maybe piece that puzzle together. Yeah, you know, Marty McFly would be rollerblading; he wouldn't be riding a skateboard. <laughs> that's the only change I can think of off the top of that, my head. <laughs> uh, that'd be a good, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, that would take a lot longer to get on his feet as opposed to the skateboard. <laughs> really draw that scene out. Um, the hover rollerblades in part two would be pretty badass, though. That's all I know. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a really good point. All right. So, um, all right. You guys ready to answer some questions? Sure. OK. Like I said, the first two questions are very easy. So um, Mary Liz is trying to peek at the questionnaire. I can't list. read your handwriting. <laughs> um, so the first question for all of us, what is the last movie that you saw in a theater? Who wants to start? I'll go. Yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. You got to go recently, man. Awesome. <laughs> COVID um, don't scare me. No, hey, that's cool. <laughs> In a world where things shut down, I haven't gotten a chance to go back to a theater yet. So I thought this would be a cool question to start. Um, so how about this? Since Adam started first, I'll just make him top of the board every for every question. Um, I will I agree to that. <laughs> well, I need to keep a tally. That's I'm just messing with you. All right. Um, I'll go next. Why not? Uh, the last movie I saw in a theater was Joker. There it was. Uh, mine was Endgame. Oh, and nice. uh, mine was Knives Out. I know I mentioned that recently on the podcast, but uh, yeah, that's what I thought you said. It actually okay. sounds like we have a pretty good group for uh, the last movies we saw. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So the next question, um, like I said, is kind of easy. Now, Adam, you've actually gone to a theater recently, so you're I'm that's the same question for everybody. Um, next. What is the next movie you plan on seeing in a theater? I know this one. Can I go first? You can go okay. first. Sure. Uh, Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow for Mary Liz. Black Widow for me as well. Adam, Peter. I, it was going to be Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, Peter. I'm. I'm going to say Black Widow. Um, I'm not like 100 percent sure I will, but probably that one as opposed okay. to I don't know anything else coming up that is going to get me out there, I guess. So, well, Marvel, if you're listening, you got four people uh, already uh, bought tickets, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, all right. 
Next question, and this is a hard one. What is the first movie you ever saw? Oh, geez. Like, physically remember seeing? Well, so this is an interesting question. I was trying to figure out the best way to ask this one. Um, If I say the first movie I ever saw, I've asked my mom. Mom, I know you're listening. I've asked my mom what the first movie she ever took me to see was, and she doesn't remember. And that really bothers me a little bit. (laughs) Um, But I do. But then if you think about it, what's the first movie you ever remember seeing? So not necessarily in theaters, like could have been. It could have been at home. It could have been, you know, it could have been a drive in. It could have been a theater. You could have just been sitting on the couch and mom said, here, watch The Little Mermaid. I don't know. Like, what's the first movie you remember seeing? Any thoughts? Uh, Theater. I remember uh, the speeder bike chase from or from Return of the Jedi. Nice. That was theater. Um, At home, it was probably Wizard of Oz. Interesting. All right. My mom is convinced she took me to see a Disney movie. She just doesn't remember which one. So that's not helpful. Um, it was probably Bambi, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> um, the uh, I do. Deer. I do have a very fond memory of seeing Return of the Jedi, Adam. And that's like at home as opposed to uh, not um, not seeing in the theater because I would have been too young at the time. But. The first movie I remember seeing in a theater was the Barney feature full-length movie, whatever that was. Um, that's the first one I remember seeing in a theater. The I don't know if I'd admit to that. I remember watching in general, like, at home, uh, would be Pocahontas. All right. The Disney one? Yes. Actually, I don't think there is a live action. I don't think yeah, there is. It's called Avatar. <laughs> yeah. John Favreau hasn't got his fingers around that one yet. <laughs> uh, Peter, what about you, man? So... At home, I feel like it would have been one of the Star Wars movies or Superman 4, but I don't know if those movies are just memorable to me because of, uh, you know, they're things I'm still a fan of now and I still think are really awesome. So I my memory is a bit fuzzy on that. In theaters, for some reason, I want to say Beauty and the Beast, but I know I saw movies before that. It's just I can't remember any of them, you know, but I know I had been to the theater plenty of times before that. But for some reason... To me, Beauty and the Beast seems like the earliest one I can remember off the top of my head. Right. All right. Very cool. All right. I'm going to bounce around the list a little bit. I do have these in an order, but I'm going to bounce a little bit because it'll make it more fun. Okay. What do you guys think is the best Pixar villain? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Personally, I know mine. Personally, I'm going to go with Lotso, the uh, pink bear from uh, Toy Story 3. So that's who came to mind first, but I might think it's Sid from Toy Story. I don't know. That's a hard <laughs> Sid from Toy Story. Yeah, right. I just think he's mean. I, I was thinking Sid <laughs> as well, too, actually. I think even as a kid, I thought like uh, Sid was kind of like what he was doing with toys. I don't think I thought was that violent. I thought it was kind of cool. Like, oh, he's, you know, making hybrid toys. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what about you? Uh, uh, Chick Hicks from Cars. Michael Keaton. Oh, that, oh. nice. All right. I always forget that that's Keaton. Every time I watch the movie, I forget that that's him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I ever knew that. Um, all right. Let's see. Next question. Next question. Next question. All right. Um, Adam, I know this falls for almost every horror movie for you because you don't like scary movies. But um, what movie scares you? 
And everyone pauses. Peter watches a ton of horror, so yeah. I know nothing scares him. But is there anything that, like, <laughs> I'll throw one out. So for me, the movie doesn't scare me. This is an environmental thing. It's uh, the movie The House on the Haunted Hill or House on Haunted Hill. Is that what the remake um, with uh, uh, Chris Kattan and Allie Larder and um, I'm yeah, trying. House on Haunted Hill. House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. The uh, the issue with me is. I have a I have a for some reason I don't like uh, abandoned hospitals and then basements in abandoned hospitals. <laughs> and the whole movie takes place in the basement of a abandoned hospital. <laughs> so I found the movie very unnerving. So it, like I that one was a rough one to sit through. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. So. Nice. I can go next if I don't know. Yeah, if go ahead if you're ready. Yeah. OK, cool. So. I honestly don't get scared a lot by movies, but uh, the two that come to mind right away is uh, The Shining and Hereditary. And that's kind of more based on the subject matter of the movies because they're especially Hereditary is very, very bleak and does and deals a lot with like family tragedy and stuff. And uh, The Shining for similar reasons, like I don't watch the movie and like I don't jump while watching it or anything. But the the subject matter about like staying in this hotel and being driven insane to the point where you're, you want to murder your family. Like, I think that subject matter is absolutely frightening. And that's like, uh, usually with horror movies, like if it's really dark subject matter, that'll stick with me more than like, uh, you know, a slasher chasing you around, for example, or something like that. So I have a real issue with home invasion stuff too. So like, uh, like an American horror story season three, everyone was right talking about the clown um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but everyone was talking about the clown and, uh, he didn't really bother me. And then when he started the home invasion shit, I was like, Nope, I'm on, I'm done. I'm done. Twisty, Twisty the clown. That's what it was. Thank you. <laughs> Adam, do you have one? I mean, it doesn't scare me anymore, but the first time I watched alien, it terrified the pants off me. <laughs> <laughs> well, why wouldn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I really, by the way, I saw, Someone I saw it online shortly after everyone started buying masks for COVID and stuff. There was a face hugger face mask <laughs> and I really, really wanted it, but it was kind of expensive. But I would have loved to go walking around Jewel with that on my face. Um, uh, Mary Liz. Yeah. So I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but one that stands out to me was uh, Paranormal Activity only for the scene where like the person's leg is outside the bed. And I still will not sleep <laughs> if my leg is not under the cover. <laughs> So that obviously has stuck over time. <laughs> Fantastic answer. I'll agree. Like the paranormal activity movies were really freaky when they came out. And I do love that they, especially with the first one, they did, they really played up like, is this actual footage? Like this, did this stuff actually happen? Like that definitely added to the scary um, aspect to it as well. So I'll agree with that one. That's a good call. All right. What do you guys? What movie do you guys think is the best Nicolas Cage performance? <laughs> <laughs> I can go with a joke one and a serious one. I feel like I'm Either jumping way. to the front of the line, but um, 
So my serious one is uh, Kick-Ass because I love that movie. And I think he I really do think he played the role of what was his character's name, like Big Daddy or something. But yeah, yeah, he he played that role really well. Um, And it's kind of a cool connection because I know how big of a comic book and superhero fan Nicolas Cage is. It's kind of cool to see him uh, play up that role and all that. My joke answer would be uh, Ghost Rider 2. Um, what was it like <laughs> Spirit of Vengeance or something? Because he just has the most over the top, like zany, ridiculous, uh, just overacting in that movie. And it's just hilarious to watch, especially if it's with a group. So, yeah, I can. You know what? I completely forgot about uh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, it's a um, thing. I forgot about it. Adam. I, I would say I, I, it's kind of honestly, it's a toss up for me. All right. Um, <laughs> between leaving Las Vegas. And face off. I was I was totally thinking face off. So I was kind of there with you. And then like my brain was started like shifting over to the rock. And then I also was thinking like national treasure because he is a treasure protector. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna ha- I think I might have to go with the rock on that one. Um, yeah. Mary Liz National Treasure for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly the Disney movie. I, uh, the amount of Nicolas Cage movies I've seen is pretty limited to probably <laughs> Treasures One and Two. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fun movies. Um, to comment on Adam's pick with Face Off, I do think on paper that's like possibly the best choice because he had to uh portray himself as john travolta for you know the majority of the movie like so, that's actually so there, really there's another layer there it's portray himself as john travolta for portraying himself yeah that's actually yeah, that's that actually true. <laughs> you, you know what that makes me wonder how method of an actor he really is <laughs> and what that would have been like to be on set uh if you really want a uh, adam have you watched uh, the history of swear words yet yes i Okay. Well, at least the first two. Oh, the whole really? You didn't knock it out in one sitting like I did, dude. I couldn't stop watching it. I was like, wow, that went by like it's fast because they're short episodes. I watched part one at work and I laughed my butt off. So I went home and I showed Ben, my seven year old, and I'm like, hey Ben, watch this. (laughs) (laughs) And Kelly's sitting there, my wife, she's laughing her butt off with us. And I'm like, all right, you're not allowed to say any of that ever. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should let him watch the rest then, because why not? Um, uh, actually, there's one episode you probably should not let him watch. But that's <laughs> um, all right. So let me look at the list. All right. Who do you think is the greatest living filmmaker? I really personally want to go with Spielberg, but I'm not 100 percent sold on my answer yet. But. Mary Liz is mouthing to me, what's a filmmaker? <laughs> it's all right. We'll laugh at you. So that would be your director. Okay. Um, your director or maybe a producer like Kevin Feige, who's in charge of the Marvel Universe. Okay. He could okay. technically be counted as a filmmaker because okay. of what he's done. Okay. I think so. I know my answer, but I need okay. to look up their name. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about you two? This is a really hard question. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Some of these are meant um, to be. I'm torn between Spielberg and Scorsese. Oh, that's Scorsese's a good poll. Um, I was just thinking about Spielberg's sheer body of work and like 
I mean, you know, for me, Spielberg starts with Jaws. Well, actually, Spielberg starts with uh, E.T. because I think that was the first Spielberg film I ever saw. And then it goes into Indiana Jones and then probably Jaws. But like those movies alone. And then I look at the rest of the body of work. Um, I think I'm going to go with Spielberg for my answer. But um, um, I'm going to say screw it and go with Zack Snyder. Um, I love I love I, his films for the most part. Um, and yeah, I just I had a couple people like. Uh, there's like Guillermo del Toro, Sam Raimi, James Wan, like a couple other directors kind of in my head. But, you know, screw it. I'll go Zack Snyder. Why not? <laughs> you know what? I'm changing my answer. It's Michael Bay. Um, <laughs> no, it's I'm Michael Bay, it's Michael Bay movie ever. Uh, Mary Liz, you're so I'm still trying to figure this out. Whoever liked did all of the 90s animated Disney movies like okay so I hate to tell you this but that's good it's probably going to be a different person for each one of those there's a chance that it was one person Clemens and Musker did Aladdin and Hercules (laughs) and those are two of my favorites Okay. So wait, the animated one, Little Mermaid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So answer. this comes down. That's <laughs> no, that's perfect. So that comes that's down. Awesome. To, just say Michael Eisner. Who was the president of Disney at the time? Okay, that works. And yeah. Him. So to answer your question, because you asked what's a filmmaker, those are probably the producers that handled those movies. It says directors. It says directors. Okay. So a lot of times the producers just say Walt Disney down the whole line. <laughs> so I guess that also could be. <laughs> Well, then, well, yep. All right. Well, Disney Corporation, but Walt Disney's no longer alive, or right. is he? Oh, yeah, no, he stopped at 1960. <laughs> yes. Okay. They that have him, they're going to thaw him out for the next uh, decade anniversary. That'd be great. Yeah. Goofy's going to throw the switch. <laughs> no? No? Not funny? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We're all uh, sad sacks around these these times of uh, this time of the year because uh, everything makes us cry now because of COVID. So what movie makes you cry? It's a big pause. No one cries. These these really do get harder. (laughs) Um, Primarily Finding Dory. (laughs) Oh, every time? Every time. Sure. It doesn't have to be every time. Just what movie makes you cry? No, every time. Field of Dreams. Oh, all right. Mm. All right. Uh, for me, it's Toy Story three, and uh, and I'm specifically oh, that's refer- a good one. And I'm specifically referring to when Andy gives up his toys, not the incinerator scene, because um, <laughs> for some reason everyone focused on that scene when the movie came out. I'm like, that wasn't the scene. It was the scene yeah, where he gives yeah, away his yeah. toys. Um, so for me, it's Toy Story three or Miracle um, gets me every time. Um, so. For me. I, I think it's my turn. Has everybody else gone or I can't no, Mary Liz. <laughs> remember. Yeah, so. well, well, I'll just go since I started talking, but uh, I've mentioned it a lot on the show, but uh, that uh, Disney, the live action remake of uh, Pete's dragon really gets me choked up. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely say that one. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Finding Dory always gets me. And then also the movie rent. So two very different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what we talk about a lot of Peter and I spend a lot of time on this show talking about things that we like. We very, very rarely mention things that we dislike. I am not a fan of rent. I know. Okay. <laughs> and I've talked to you about my reasonings why. Right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I don't want to, and I know the audience is probably like, why doesn't he like rent? But that's whenever one I of the get reasons to pick the list I don't do our top five musicals, then we'll get to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Peter, could you do a musicals list? 
Oh yeah, sure. Oh, fantastic. All right. Okay, <laughs> Keep that in the back pocket. All right. So, um, in a world of reboots, remakes, sequels, and prequels, um, which do you guys prefer the star Wars prequels or the Hobbit trilogy? Mary Liz has got a look on her face as the I haven't seen any of those movies. I've seen some of the Star Wars prequels. I think I've seen one and a half of them. So that is my answer. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, I'm going Star Wars. Peter, Adam. Uh, prequels, hands down. Yeah, I mean, because I've only seen uh, The Desolation of Smog, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I just oh, I know I'll have to go with the prequels. I know that in the grand scheme of things, when the movies came out, they were both equally not well received. And then, I mean, now that now Star Wars is aging better, but um, just you know, that's why I threw that question in there. I thought it'd be fun. Um, <laughs> all right, let me see here. So, what '80s movie needs a sequel but never got one in the past? Any thoughts? Now, my personal favorite answer to this question would have been Top Gun, but apparently we're going to get one whenever they feel like releasing it for us. Um, well, I mean, technically Top Gun got a sequel in the 80s. It was called Days of Thunder. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but I wanted planes, not cars. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, we're getting a Top Gun. So do you guys have any 80s uh, movies that should have gotten I a sequel that didn't? I don't know if they did a sequel for this, but uh, Goonies is like one of the few like 80s movies that I love that I can think of that doesn't have any kind of sequel as far as I know. And uh, I was thinking Goonies as well. I was also thinking Lost Boys, Peter. Um, oh, yeah. Well, Lost Boys would be but, pretty uh, sweet, too. Both of those. But they, they do. They do have Lost Boys sequels, but they're more oh, they like do? straight to DVD uh, oh. B movie sort of thing. So. Okay, well, not the version I wanted. Then. Not the. <laughs> uh, not the <laughs> no, no, they they have like adult uh, Corey Feldman running around shooting vampires in an action movie. Like it's really weird. <laughs> so. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna join you, and I'm gonna say Goonies. Um, nice. Did you have an answer? Oh, sorry. Adam got quiet. Did we lose him? No, I'm here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean. Every 80s Arnold action movie is basically the same, but I'd like to see a sequel to Commando. Oh, all right. Yeah, good call. I don't think I have an answer. You've seen 80s movies, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I liked any of them enough that I wanted <laughs> to see a sequel of them. Fair so, enough. there's that. You know what? I'm going to take it because you said you didn't know if you liked them enough to get a sequel. <laughs> Um, I'd say Ferris Bueller, but that'd be a weird day off. Uh, <laughs> all right. So what is your kryptonite movie? And meaning when I say kryptonite movie, I'm referring to the movie that if it is on, you are powerless to not watch it. Or stop flipping channels or whatever the case may be You're like, oh, and I'm done. I'm good. I'm watching this. Uh, I'll go. OK, Forrest Gump. Really? Oh, yeah. Every right. single time. Every single time. Nice. For me, it's A Few Good Men. Like, every time it's on, I have to watch that movie. I could just put it in the DVD, but every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So could I. <laughs> and Mary Liz gave me a look because she gave me that look of the shoot. I still have Drew, Drew's <laughs> copy of A Few Good Men. <laughs> 
Um, for she's for me, it, for, it would. She's had it for like a year, by the way. Probably, yeah. Um, uh, for for me, it would probably be. Um, it's pretty goofy, but any of the Jay and Silent Bob movies, like. I'm stopping and I'm watching those movies definitely. And then uh, the other one that is another movie I love that doesn't get mentioned very often is American Splendor. Um, I really love that film too. And every time I like catch part of it, I'm just like, man, I forgot how good like the writing in this movie was and the acting and everything. So nice. Mine is 13 going on 30. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was a rom com. Like I, I can picture like what was going on but it took me a hot second to figure out which movie it really was all right yeah all right most rom-coms though you guys ready for the next question mm-hmm. what do you think is the most traumatizing movie for kids everyone got quiet i can only look at, i can only look at a computer screen and then look at mary liz <laughs> then back to a computer screen lion king <laughs> lion king nice I remember being traumatized at the end of E.T., but that was just because it got really real when the military showed up. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know if I'd say it's traumatizing for kids. I was traumatized. I also think Lion King. Oh, Mary Liz is agreeing with you, Adam, so she's saying Lion King as well. Well, What's the Lion King movie has to kill somebody off, so. Yeah, well, in that case, it'd probably be Bambi, right? (laughs) Um. Peter, you asked what what's the Lion King thing? Yeah, well, I'm assuming it's like Mufasa's death now uh, yeah. with Adam just said. Um, for me, the only one that is coming to mind, and I don't know why, is uh, The Witches, uh, the original one where there's that whole scene where the witches all rip off their skin and reveal their gruesome witchy form. I feel <laughs> like that's pretty traumatizing for like an yeah, innocent kid watching that. <laughs> what's your answer, Adam? <laughs> I'm going to go with Peter's. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen all about that? Thanks. No problem. Have you seen the new witches with Anne Hathaway? Not yet. And no one has? No. Okay, it's actually really good. Um, I just, when it comes to the scene that Peter's referring to, I think I I prefer uh, the original scene just because, like, the practical effects were way better than, I think, how they did it now. But the Anne Hathaway one's actually pretty solid of a film. So, um... And I liked the when the kids are turned into mice in the original, when they're like running around with like they're like at the end of the movie when the kids got his like Lego track or is like he's got his like he's got this whole house built like a big habit trail. It's a lot cooler that this time in the original than the, I think they just did some stuff with the mice better. I don't know. Um, all right, what movie do you think would make a good themed hotel? Um, I know we have the Star Wars hotel opening, but what other movie or film franchise, if that matters, would make a cool theme hotel? So Star Wars is off the table because we got Star Wars actually opening up, but. Everyone gets quiet. I love these questions. You guys are really <laughs> like you guys are really thinking. And every time I ask a question, it goes to that dead air thing. And like it's like a radio no no. You're not supposed to have silence on the air. <laughs> they're they're all like really good questions, but some of them I'm just like, man, I wish I had a day to think about this, and then I'd come back with an amazing answer. But off the top of your head, it gets pretty difficult. Yeah, I have like 
pages of questions and I was like, I'm just going to pull the, tw- I'm going to pull 20 that are fun and we're going to go from there and see what happens. So, um, any thoughts on a theme? This, this is like a hotel. Yeah. No, but, but I'd like to go to like the war, like a, a theme park. Okay. Like, but like a hotel is just where you go to sleep after you've had a whole bunch of fun on a vacation. Like <laughs> I don't really give a crap if it's a theme or not. <laughs> I'm going to be asleep. All right. Fair enough. But then, like, if, well, I, I hear what you're saying, Adam, but the... All right, uh, you know what? All right. Matrix theme hotel, and you're sleeping in the pods. Ooh. Ooh, that that's creepy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm down. But that's creepy. And, like, could you imagine, like, the bed sheets on those, on the pods would literally look like that's where the body goes with the plugins and everything? That'd no, be- it's normal thermic goo. You just get into the goo. <laughs> Turn it up or down as you want it. Yeah, that big like a tub of KY jelly and just float until you fall asleep. <laughs> so in a totally Get different direction. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So Mary Liz is going a completely different yeah. direction. Uh once you said like it's where you go to sleep or like whatever, it made me think of Beauty and the Beast, which like how everything does everything for you. Like they the dresser picks out your clothes and like the so I would want that, but like with the characters of Beauty and the Beast as really being there. <laughs> so you uh, want to sleep in a showbiz pizza? Yeah, she wants to sleep in a showbiz pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Do you know what, you know what we're talking about? No. Showbiz pizza. <laughs> showbiz pizza was like the uh, Chuck E. Cheese before Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. Like Chuck E. Cheese, I actually think was one of the characters from Cho- Showbiz Pizza, right? Yeah. If my memory serves me right, he was part of Showbiz Pizza, like electronic band or whatever, and then he was the character that spun off and became Chuck E. Cheese. Got it. But you want the characters to like everything to be the characters and you know wait on you, and that's why Adam made the joke. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Peter, what about you? Sidebar. I have a quick sidebar. <laughs> sure. Sorry, I hate to draw off. But since I brought up Showbiz and we were talking about Nick Cage earlier, have you guys seen the new Nick Cage trailer? Uh, for what? No. He's got a new like horror movie where he's basically a psychopath and they hire him to go into this basically like fun house um, that has murderous animatronic <laughs> toys. <laughs> it looks amazing. <laughs> I need to watch this trailer. That sounds you know, awesome. Fantastic. And I know, <clears throat> you know what I'm doing. We're off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's it called? I don't remember. It's it's something like somebody's funhouse or something like that. All right, I'm gonna we'll be IMD being Nicholas Cage here in a minute, so I can look up a trailer. Um, I got Beauty and the Beast. I got uh, Adam. You wanted the Matrix. Peter, what about you? So my <laughs> the original idea was really dumb that I had, and uh, <laughs> after hearing the Matrix, I changed my mind. But my original idea was an American Pie themed hotel, and like the hallways would look like the high school hallways and stuff, and then uh, all the uh, cl- you know the cleaning people would be dressed like Eugene Levy's character and just trying to <laughs> go into people's hotel rooms at inopportune moments and stuff. But after hearing Adam's uh, Adam's cool Matrix answer, it makes me want to do something more like. I'm going to go with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where it's just super creepy. And every time you're not in your room, it's like in a weird dreamlike or nightmare like uh, environment. I think that would be uh, an experience, to say the least. So, so a nightmare environment that makes you not want to go to sleep. But if you <laughs> because that's where Freddy is. But if you do go to sleep and you're away from the nightmare environment, 
where Freddy is? <laughs> Some, somewhat, but even when you're trying to sleep, they're playing like weird noises and stuff. Talk about a total <laughs> over speakers into your room to make you like, you know, to beckon you out of your room to go explore. So, jeez. All right. <laughs> I see that getting one star. <laughs> Um, Do not recommend. No kidding. Uh, so what I was thinking for my answer is um, Batman 66. Um, and I'm specifically referring to Batman 66 because when you're like in the hotel room, for example, it would have like bat shampoo on the bottle or like bat towel or like everything would have to be labeled with bat something because, you know, just to make it funny and then everything would be decorated in that 66 fashion. Um, I don't know. That was just what I was thinking. So. <laughs> No, that's a that's a great answer. I feel like that's the kind of answer when you, <laughs> you have more time to think about <laughs> what you want to say. But uh, no, that's awesome. You have to answer it. Yes, Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, like, you know, you could literally have like the the Shakespeare statue head that you like lift up and uh, you push the button and the bookcase slide back. And instead of the, the poles, that's where the uh, room service guy comes from. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm thinking the, the bathroom poles, is but like, it like the, emergency because it doesn't open fast enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm thinking they have the fire poles like they have stairs and an elevator if you prefer those. But if you want to go down fire poles to the lobby, like there you go. <laughs> um, all right. What is your guilty pleasure movie or television show? Uh, everyone, <laughs> everyone understands what a guilty pleasure movie is, right? You know it's not good, but you just love to watch it. Uh, the core. The core, really? Oh, man, uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna... I, I, and I watch it only because of, like, how did they get this many good actors to make such a bad movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do own that movie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, as funny as I that, I bought it for my mother-in-law because she loves disaster movies. I own it because I found it like a five-dollar movie bin, but I still own it. Um, Mary Liz, you? I'm going to go the TV show route. I'm not sure if this counts, but Murder She Wrote. <laughs> it counts. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where, like, but so you don't think it's good, but you well, have to. I mean, I enjoy watching it. So oh, okay. I guess I think it's good, but I feel like most people are surprised that oh, right. I like it and watch it. Murder, She Wrote, I think, would be a cool reboot if they did it now. No. No? You don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you need it. Denied. Well, I mean, I don't think it would be the same as, I don't know, I like the whole 80s vibe, whatever, right. bad. So, like, but, so you wouldn't yeah. want to see a reboot? No, I would not. All right. Uh, Peter, do you have an answer? <laughs> Well, so we did a episode where we did our guilty pleasure movies, and I was kind of trying to remember what I said, and I can't really remember. So I'm trying to go the TV show route. Um, the one thing I'm thinking of is, did you ever watch uh, Todd in the Book of Pure Evil? No. OK, so it's like a, it's kind of like a TV show about this high school kid who has a book that um I can't even remember exactly what it was, but the book like would summon all these weird monsters and demons and he, he'd have to fight them off. And it was kind of like it was very B horror vibe sort of show. But that was kind of the point. And it was one of those things that like, yeah, it's bad, but I also really enjoyed watching it um, off the top of my head. That's the 
kind of the main one I'm thinking of, but I don't know if that counts because that's kind of part of the joke is that it's stupid <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> All right. Um, mine is uh, my answer is going to be into the blue um, with uh, Paul Walker and Jessica Alba and they go uh, underwater treasure hunting. Um the plot to the movie is ridiculous and overall it's not the best, but for some reason I really enjoy watching it. I know Jessica Alba's in a bikini for the majority <laughs> of the film, but I enjoy watching the movie. <laughs> um, I actually thought of a better answer because <laughs> just thinking of like recent lists we did, like we did our top five, uh, cryptids and it actually reminded me like all those like stupid Bigfoot shows and like monster quest on, on sci-fi and stuff like, that's probably a better answer for me because most people think it's stupid. I think it's kind of stupid, but I still love watching those, you know, guys running through the woods searching for Bigfoot because there's always that voice in the back of your head. Like, what if they actually do find a Sasquatch this time or whatever? So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what 80s movie do you think has benefited the most from nostalgia? Um, I like getting like big sighs and groans every time. I I'm curious what you mean about benefited the most. Well, so when you think about uh, nostalgia and looking back on your life, you know, when someone brings up a movie and you're just like, oh, my goodness. And you have all these fond memories of it. But then again, you think about like the clothes, that dr the, the toys and clothes sales that it drives and like remaking stuff and like putting it back out and then you throwing it on TV and um just the the film that has lived on because of the need to have it in our lives, if you will. And we don't all all right. have to, we don't all have to agree on the same thing, but that's just what I was thinking when I said that asked that question. And everyone pauses. That's that big, like well, I said, it's that big radio no-no, dead air. You're not supposed to stop I talking. I feel like it's dead air because I haven't seen a lot of 80s movies because I'm a little <laughs> bit younger than you, Drew. So, <laughs> so, so uh, oh, sorry. Keep going, Mary Liz. I was just going to say the thing that the only movie that like comes to mind right away is, um, oh, what's it called? The Breakfast Club. But, yeah, and that's yeah. that's a perfect example, and I would mm -hmm. totally agree with that statement. Um, I am not actually – I actually am not a fan of The Breakfast Club. Um, I don't I, – I mean, I think the movie is good, but it's fine for what it is. I just don't understand the hype around it. That's my thing. So um, do you guys have an answer? Adam? So I, I have two answers. Um, one kind of is weird with the whole um, – like marketing and action figures and that whole, you know, the merchandising aspect, because it's part of a bigger, um, you know, entertainment franchise or universe. But for me, like Superman four, just because that was like my favorite movie when I was, you know, super little that for me just ages like really well, just because I know there's like some parts of that movie that are really questionable, but I still find it enjoyable to watch. Um, the other one that kind of comes to mind is uh, Total Recall, actually, which I think Total Recall is actually a really good film. Like, I think it's written and structured and everything really well. Like, the story is awesome. But I do think it does benefit from nostalgia because you have, um, like, Quato and you have the lady with the three boobs and you have, like, all these, like, really, like, pop culture memorable moments in the movie because they're so ridiculous. And I do think the nostalgia for like those sort of crazy parts of the movie really does 
make people continue to talk about it, even though, as I said, like that one's a weird one for me to say, because I do think it's actually a really great story as well. Nice. Um, that makes sense. No, I hear you. I, I was going to say either return of the Jedi star Wars, return of the Jedi, just because of the juggernaut star Wars is. But if I take, if I take star Wars out of the equation, um, I was going to say Ghostbusters. So, Oh yeah, that's a good call for sure. Yeah, for all the reasons you just said for the movie you picked. <laughs> um, but uh, Adam, what do you got? Oh, by the way, Adam, thank you for sending that. I, he, Adam just texted me the uh, Nicolas Cage trailer for uh, uh, Willie's Wonderland trailer, um, or Willie's Wonderland, or Wiley's Wonderland. I think it's I think it's Willie's, but I who knows? Um, yeah, I'm actually gonna say Batman '88, Batman '89, or '89, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's messed up. It's the movie is Batman. The problem is, is like because of the changing of actors and all this stuff, we have to call it Batman 89 or Batman 66. But uh, one of these days we'll be calling it Batman uh, 2008 and we'll be referring to uh, the Dark Knight. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> good call. I mean, that, that, there's, that movie just screams the 80s. But at the same time, it's just like every time I watch it. Like, it feels timeless, too. Yes, it does. And they did. That's something I love about the Batman franchise is that um, even the Nolan films, if you look at them, they've made a timeless effort to putting those movies together. Like, like, I'm just going to use Batman 89 for an example. The cars are like 80s looking, but you have like the one car that's not 80s looking. So it's like this blend of like, it's the blend of old and new technology and you don't really know what time period it sits in. And that's something that's amazing about Gotham City. Um, the show Gotham did that really, really well. You really didn't know if you were in the 80s or if you're in the 2000s or what it was. So um, <clears throat> was that all of us? Did we all answer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, next question. If you could remove any film from history and erase it from all of our minds like it never existed, what movie would that be? I almost very I bad almost, things. What? Very bad things. I like very bad things, dude. I that hate movie, that, that movie. movie. <laughs> I walked out of the theater in that movie. Did you really? Yeah. I don't think I saw that movie in the theater. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I didn't see that movie in the theater. I also walked out of Unfaithful too. I know you walked out of Unfaithful. I, uh, I, you were with me in the group that went and saw that movie. <clears throat> I remember you getting up and leaving. Those uh, were the only two movies I've ever walked out on. The only movie I walked out on was uh, I know what you did last summer, and it wasn't my fault. It was the girl I was dating's fault. She got freaked out and walked out of the lobby. And I went to check on her, and she's like, "I don't know if I can handle this." I'm like, "Okay, we can go if you want." Like <laughs> yeah. to this day. To this day, I have never seen the ending of I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> um, and every you, time every, you gone. every time I try and watch it, whether I sit down and watch it on my own or it's on television and I try and catch the ending, I have to stop watching it at the exact same <laughs> moment. It's uncanny. Like something in the universe does not want me to see the ending of that movie. I know I could just get the movie and jump to the ending. But for some reason I don't, I always start watching from the beginning anyway. <laughs> what, what I was going to say is you could probably guess what the ending is <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I've had it explained to me and it doesn't make sense. So I feel like I should just need to see the movie. Um, 
Anyway, so Adam, uh, you want to get rid of very bad things? Yeah. All right. Peter, you have a question answer? Yeah, I'll go for uh, I feel like this one's kind of obvious, but I'll do uh, Spider-Man three um, <laughs> <laughs> because even though I do think there's redeeming aspects of that film, I mean, it just left such a stain on uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. And I feel like if he was able to just stop at Spider-Man two, like he I don't know, I just feel like his, you know, name as far as Spider-Man movies go would just have been left in such a higher light, I guess. Um, so, yeah, Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man. I don't think that's entirely Sam Raimi's fault. Yeah, no, that's that's a... I think, I think Sony said, you get three movies, and he was like, but I need four. And they're like, you get three. And he's like, but I need four. You get three. And he went, well, fudge it. Yeah. Put two I, movies worth of stuff in one movie. And that's a good theory, Adam. I always thought it was Sam Raimi going, hey, we're going to do the Sandman as the villain. And Sony went, no, you're going to do Venom. And he said, no, I'm going to do the Sandman. And they said, no, you're going to do Venom. <laughs> um, and then he well, was because I mean, he said like he wanted to do four movies. And Sony was like, no, you're doing three. Oh, well, that's what yeah. happens. That's what happens when a studio meddles. Right. I think I think. Um... I think both of those uh, assessments are pretty accurate. Um, And I agree. I don't think it's Sam Raimi's fault. I think the studio had a lot of meddling in there. I just think that um, I really loved the first two Spider-Man movies and I like parts of Spider-Man three, but I just, I feel like that movie just put it such a bad taste in people's mouths, especially for the, you know, Raimi Spider-Man movies and the, um, What's his face? Uh, the actor who played Spider-Man Toby. in those movies. Yeah, Tobey Maguire. Um, like people, it really get left a bad taste in people's mouths. So I just kind of wish it didn't exist. <laughs> I guess. Um, I didn't think I had a strong opinion. And then when you brought up Spider-Man, it made me think like superhero realm. And I would like to remove but replace the Incredible Hulk. Remove but replace. Yeah. Does that <laughs> right. count? What do you want to replace the Incredible Hulk with? A better version. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Um, does everyone know why the Incredible Hulk will never be on Disney Plus? It'll be the one Marvel movie that won't make it over there. Why? Uh, because, it, because it's owned by Universal. It's the one that's not owned by Universal, so they would have to play nice with Universal. Sony would have to find some way to, I mean, why not buy Universal? But (laughs) Sony, Disney Disney, would have to buy Universal. All right, so my answer to that question is I'm going to go the historical route, and I'm going to go with a movie called The Triumph of the Will. And this is the the, uh, artistic answer, unfortunately. But Triumph of the Will is the movie that Hitler had commissioned to be made (sighs) – that glorified the need for the Third Reich. So it was all about glorifying the Nazis. So that's the movie that I would have re, uh, removed from history if I could. Bizarrely, uh, Triumph of the Will was remade in and disguised to all of us as Starship Troopers. Um, and if you watch Starship Troopers and then go and watch Triumph of the Will, you're going to be shocked at how similar of a movie they are. So at any rate, um, I like Starship Troopers, though. I don't want to remove that one, (laughs) but the other one should run. (laughs) All right. Um, What movie would you want a TV show about that would take place real time 10 years later? By the way, by the way, Firefly. Firefly. Well, Firefly 
Well, than Serenity, Adam? Well, yeah, for the movie. The movie was Serenity. The show was Firefly. I mean, so you just you just reboot Firefly 10 years later. Yeah, I see what you're saying. By the way, this is the fourth to the last question, so that's why. So, a movie that you would like a TV show about, but it takes place 10 years later. I'm going to go with Wild Things, I think. Oh, God. (laughs) I just want to see what happened to Nev Campbell's character. She was the smart one that disappeared on the boat. (laughs) I'll do one that uh, we talked about on the show recently, actually. I don't remember why it came up. Uh, Maybe it was the Brad Pitt episode, but uh, I'm going to go with Fight Club. Um, I'd love to see. I mean, we talked about that, like what happens after Fight Club. And especially if you read the book, the book has a little bit of a different ending than the movie that kind of insinuates that, uh, you know, this whole project mayhem situation is going to keep going. And uh, just to kind of see the aftermath of that, I would love to, uh, you know, just see how that works out. The breakdown of society when they erase all the credit card debt for everybody. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally down with that. I have no idea why this is what popped into my head, but Troop Beverly Hills. <laughs> it's supposed to be fast, right? Like your first response. Yes, it yeah. should. It should be a fast. first response answer. Um, <laughs> all right. I got three more questions. Here I, I don't know. By the way, I don't know if I've ever seen Troop Beverly Hills. I've heard the name and like a number of times, but I never knew what it was. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there. What is it? Well, that's how I feel most of the time. What, uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> A movie about a Girl Scout troop, and what's the main character's actress's name? Do you remember? No, no. Okay, well, um, <laughs> and it's basically like they're trying to like do Girl Scout things, but they're from Beverly Hills, so it's like the other scouts are like all you know wildernessy and whatever, and they're like doing fashion shows in order to sell cookies, or like, and at the end there's a big like jamboree or whatever, and like the troops compete against one another. It's funny. Uh, Shelly Long. That's her name. Yeah, <laughs> okay. she's the troop leader. Yeah. Shelly Long. And Craig T. Nelson's in it, too. Coach. Um, yeah, Coach is in it. This is how how old is this movie? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> I, it's got to be the 70s. Right. I'm literally like, hold on a second. How old is this movie? 89. Well, same year as Batman. Way off. Um. All right. Three more questions. Here we go, guys. I'm going to ask. Uh, I'll save the. I'll save those two for last. So, how about this one? Which Disney villain do you think will could win the Hunger Games? And this I is. Don't, I don't know. I've never read nor seen either of those things. You've, really? Yeah. Have you ever played Fortnite? I sorta. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever played Call of Duty Warzone? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's the Hunger Games. Okay. <laughs> Except with children. <laughs> um, so is Modern Warfare Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Adam, Adam, since you don't know what we're talking about, the Hunger Games is basically a dystopian. No, I know the premise. I've just okay. I've never read or seen the movie, okay. read the books or seen the movies. So. Oh, uh, okay. fair enough. But, well, let me stew on this. I'll go last. Okay. I think Maleficent. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Peter, what do you think? I'm still trying to think. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. I, you know, Melissa Fintz, Miss Elephant, or however you want to say her name, that would be a good one. Miss I Elephant? Do, 
Miss Elephant. I just I think it's funny to say. <laughs> so I do it all the time. <laughs> um, who's the villain? The villain for Mulan. Oh, um, he just seems like the outdoorsman tracker. Oh, guy. that's a good. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he like I feel like he'd be able to knife Miss Elephant in the back. That's and probably uh, <laughs> true. Sean Yu is it? Sean Yu. Sean Yu. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with him just because I think he'd be the he'd be have a leg up on everybody in terms mm-hmm. of uh, um, uh, the Hunger Games. Uh, Peter, Adam, what do you guys think? Well, I was racking my brain trying to think of Disney villains, to be honest, and uh, I still only thought of a couple. But I think I'm gonna go with the first one I thought of, which is. Uh, Jafar. Um, and I don't know if he would be able to use magic in the Hunger Games, but I do think if you think about Aladdin and how Jafar posed as that uh, old guy in the dungeon when uh, Aladdin was down there and how he's kind of got yeah. a he's kind of a master of disguise. And I feel like he's got a ton of tricks up his sleeves and he's the kind of guy who would if he was in a giant battle royale like the Hunger Games, he's the kind of guy who would hide out and would not engage anybody until like there's a couple people left. But the whole time he'd be devising some really intricate plan, you know, that would bring him uh, out on top. So I'm going to go with Jafar. I think that's a good that's that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> nice. All right. Adam, what do you got? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ultron? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> 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 um, Adam, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that because that's a phenomenal answer. <laughs> <laughs> it, it falls under the Disney umbrella. Like that's yeah, the girl. only reason I can go with it. <laughs> Ultron, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, and no explanation needed. I get it. Oh. All right. <laughs> um. All right, here we go. Um, second to last question. What book or series of books should be a movie but is currently not? Now, I know we don't all read, but I know we've all read a book going, that's got to be a movie, <laughs> and it's never happened. Um, for me, I'll answer this one first. For me, um, I've talked – uh, I've talked in the past about uh, my favorite author, Matthew Riley. Um, he has a book series called the Jack West Jr. series, which is essentially um, Indiana Jones if he existed modern day. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, the series isn't even done yet, but uh, apparently ABC had the rights to make it a television series and they passed on it. They had, they sat on it for too long and decided they didn't want it. So I guess I'm not getting it or maybe someone else will pick it up. Either way, that's a series that I think needs to be a, uh, either a movie or a television show. So, um, did they ever make a movie or TV show of the boxcar children? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. If but, not, that's my answer. But honestly, that'd be I'm I, if they if they have not, I'd be surprised. I I'm surprised it's not. And then I would say, oh, it looks like they good. did. It's like an animated film from 2014. So oh. they could make a better one. <laughs> <laughs> a live action. <laughs> yeah. Do better. <laughs> Just do better. Um, Peter, Adam, what do you guys think? Can we can we do comic book series or does it have to be? Uh... I'll let you do comic book series. They're books. So the one I'm thinking of, which I've talked about uh, on the show before, it's super obscure, but there's this really good uh, sh- like short miniseries that's like a horror comic that was published by Fangoria Comics called Bump. And uh, 
like it like bump in the night that's like the joke but it's like this crazy slasher story about this sort of um texas chainsaw massacre-esque family that creates these like possessed dolls (laughs) that go out and kill people and it's really it's really scary and this comic series was supposed to be a book and it never actually or it was supposed to be a movie and it never actually happened so that comes to mind but i'm i was also like turning around and looking at my bookshelf a little and i was thinking i don't know if uh any of you guys have read the uh comic series mouse um which is uh it 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 depicts like anthropomorphic mice but it's a story of like world war ii and the holocaust and stuff and it's just a really really powerful like really good um comic series that I think would make a great movie or TV show show. I guess that's more on the serious side, but, um, what's yeah. That, what's that Brian Jacques, uh, novel series, uh, oh, red, red wall, red wall. So it's like the world war two version of red wall. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, obviously like it deals with the Holocaust and it's very heavy subject matter, but, um, the author, uh, art Spiegelman chose to do, uh, anthropomorphic animals because he I guess it gives a little bit more light to the uh, really dark subject matter. Um, he does some clever things like all the uh, all the Holocaust victims are mice and then all the uh, Nazis are cats and, you know, like little things like that. But uh, no, that's like a really good like uh, award winning series. Like I definitely recommend that. So Nice. But Red, Redwall would be a good answer, too. I don't know. I didn't think of that one. <laughs> uh, Adam, do you have an answer? Um, yeah, I've actually got two. Um, okay. I, I to see Andy Weir's book Artemis made into a movie. I think that would be fantastic. Uh, Artemis? Not like Artemis yeah. Fall? No, it's just Artemis. Oh, okay. It's, I, I uh, not... it's, it's, it's not. Not a sequel to The Martian, but it's definitely in the same oh, vein. It's a f- that book, yes. I know what you're talking about. I have not read that yet. That, it's really good. Okay. Um, and like maybe as a series, up until the point where they start doing the crazy Bill and Ted type time travel stuff, uh, would be uh, Scott Barron's Daisy's Run series. Okay. Um, but, I mean, the time travel stuff gets kind of convoluted and... Like you okay. can definitely see where they're going about three books before they get there. Oh, geez. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, we're going to do this. All right. So if I leave the keys here for myself in the future, then I'll find them like that kind of stuff. You know, Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if I leave my keys on the table, they're going to be out there in the future <laughs> where I left them. Exactly. So. <laughs> Um, when I have to go get in my car. When I show um, back up here in 5,000 years in my time machine. Yeah, yeah. All right. So here we are. Um, final question of the night. You guys ready? It's the hard one. And you guys are Let's like, go oh, for it. Some of these have been difficult. What is your all time favorite movie? And everyone goes silent. Ah. Uh, <sighs> My my answer to this is a movie called Out of Sight. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, the more I the more and more I think about it, it really is my favorite movie. So I'm going with that. I'm still. Thinking. Uh, yep. I I almost for this one question I almost always go with The Princess Bride. Um, and there's other movies and movie series that are up there for me, like Star Wars is an obvious one, and some other things, but. 
Uh, the Princess Bride, I think it's just it's another one of those movies that I always stop on when I'm, you know, flipping channels. And it's a uh, I don't know. I feel like it's really timeless. Um, it's really well written. Like there's great characters in it that just stick with you for life. And uh, yeah, I just I love that movie. Perfect. Adam, do you have an answer? We know um, I'm chewing on two right now. I'm trying to make up my mind. I can go. I okay. um, I'm thinking back to the Disney episodes that all of you listened to before listening to this episode, and because uh, <laughs> they paused, and yeah, came back. they paused and came back. And I <laughs> like my my go to movie when I just want to watch something good is is always Coco, the Pixar movie. I love that no, one. Really, oh, that that movie's so awesome. It's a, it's a I, solid movie. I'm just I my my response to that when I say really is that it's such a new movie as opposed to like living with it for so long and being yeah. Honest. That's that's why I was, that's mm-hmm. why I'm a little surprised. But hey, no, that's awesome to eat your own. Uh, Adam, you're debating on two titles. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, Ready Player One's always going to have a special place in my heart because, you know, that movie's always fun and it's never going to get old to me. Um, yeah, same here. I mean, I just, I love the crap out of it. And, you know, I like the book better, obviously, but, you know, the movie's still just one of the best things that my eyes have ever feasted on. Yeah, same. Um, but, I mean, just movie from a movie standpoint, it, it's still going to be Forrest Gump. Nice. And I feel like I should have seen that coming when uh, we were talking earlier and you brought up Forrest Gump. But, um, yeah, awesome. Well, guys, that's it for our game. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm glad. I hope you guys had fun. And, uh, and- who, who won? Who won game? <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't tallying a score. <laughs> um, uh, that being said, um, Adam, Mary Liz, we haven't heard from you guys in a while. So what? Um, I should have done this at the top of the show, but there's no reason I can't do it now. So what have you guys been? Have you guys been watching anything cool or reading anything? Like, is there anything like that is more of note that you guys wanted to mention? Uh, I finally started watching Game of Thrones about what eight oh, nice. years late or how yeah. long it's been. Uh, so I started watching it, I don't know, probably like two months ago, maybe three months ago. And I'm on season seven now. Yeah, I have a couple episodes left of season seven. So I'm getting close to the end and I am really enjoying it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's hard because she's like, I'm really enjoying it. And she gives me this look because she's like, don't say a word. Kind yeah. of thing. So, <laughs> well, I, I can say because I binged through the whole series, too. And I thought for me personally, that was definitely the, the way to go because it's so much easier to keep track of everything but um no it's awesome that you're enjoying it and uh drew i feel like we should get mary liz back on the show because it'd be interesting to hear what she thinks of season eight you know as like a fresh uh viewer of game game of thrones that's a really good point yeah Yeah. that's a good point i'll let you know when let me know when you're done uh adam what about you is there anything you're like really like watching reading um reading not so much uh (laughs) watching um, I finally watched Wonder Woman 84 last week. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that. Okay. I don't know why people gave it such a crap, you know, I thought it was good. Look, I gave it like a seven out of 10. Like I thought it was, I enjoyed it. I really did. I saw the faults in it. It's not a perfect film. The thing that, right. the thing that bugged me the most about it is it felt very disconnected from the overall big story. Um, like when you think about the cohesive, like all the movies shared universe nonsense, it just mm-hmm. felt disconnected. That's all. Yeah, I, I mean, it did. But I mean, when you look at it 
as a cohesive unit, it's a movie in its own place in 1984, and there's nothing else going around, going on in either of the rest of the movies in that time frame. So, I mean, it kind of needs to feel disconnected. Yeah, and that's a good point. So, yeah, um, is that what you've watched? Saw Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Did you like it, or were you like... Well, I have a funny story about that. Tell it. Um, so, so <laughs> my son, Ben, he's seven, and he is, like, an enormous Godzilla fan. Like, we're talking the uh, Japanese, not even dubbed. He'll read the subtitles. He doesn't want the dubbed. Oh, interesting. Oh, nice. Japanese Godzilla <laughs> You're raising them right. From- <laughs> The 60s, 70s, and like the 90s stuff, he likes the best. And I'm like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> so he he likes the Matthew Broderick one the best? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking like the Toho 90s, the, the actual oh. Japanese ones. Oh, okay. He actually hasn't seen the Matthew Broderick one yet. And um, you're going to let him know it exists, right? Oh, he knows. Oh, okay. He knows it's of its existence. He just, like, I can't find it in a $5 bin anywhere to, to buy it, so... Because they've all been burned and destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the E.T. Atari game. <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, we go to the theater the day it opens. We go opening morning. And, you know, he's jazzed, super excited. Um, and we get popcorn and we get sodas. And the movie's just about two hours. It's right there. And yeah. me not thinking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever, no big deal. And about an hour and f- 35 minutes in, I start to see him move to the edge of his seat and do the little, like, kind of pee-pee dance. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, he's going to have to go, and he's going to miss something, isn't he? <laughs> he? He holds it for another 15 minutes, and he waits until 30 seconds between the before the end of the major fight to say he has to go to the bathroom. So we miss the resolution of the fight. Like, we miss the ending. Of the <laughs> oh, damn. We come back two minutes later to everyone hugging and, like, you know, everything being over. And I'm like, really, Ben? Really? <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up watching it on HBO. Um, I, I'm using my brother's login. Shh, don't tell anyone. HBO doesn't listen to the show. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up watching like the last seven minutes um, on my own just to see what happened. And I mean, it was predictable. I knew what was going to ha- happen, but yeah. Yeah. I thought the, I thought the movie was fairly predictable and I'm, I, I thought it was kind of bold for them to actually show, like almost declare a legit winner between Kong and Godzilla. Which I thought was interesting. I was expecting that to not happen. Um, um, no, no, that had to happen. You've got a radioactive lizard that shoots fire from its mouth versus a giant gorilla. I understand your winner in that on paper. I understand on paper, but I actually was expecting them to not actually show it. I thought they were just going to get a little more interrupted by Becca Godzilla. So, um, but Hey, that's all right. Um, I really enjoyed the movie overall. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun. It was entertaining. I mean, it, it, you know, when you go to see a giant monster movie, you, you got what you paid for. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, Adam, Thanks for joining us, as always, Mary Lou. Um, you still yeah. haven't told me what you think of uh, Ready Player Two. Um, yeah, you and I will talk offline about Ready Player Two. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Awesome. Yep. Um, so Adam, thanks for joining us, as always, Mary Lou. Um, as always, thank you for coming in studio. 
You're welcome. Fantastic. <laughs> um, everyone, do us all a favor. Uh, we'll be back next week with um, uh, our normal, regular scheduled program, that is. Um, so um, if you this is your first time listening to us, next week will be a normal episode for us. Um, Peter just needed uh, to take a quick breather for his family work schedule craziness that he's got going on. So we get it. <laughs> um, yeah, Peter, I'm just throwing you under the bus because that's why we do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, do us all a favor, everyone. Check out our website, top5report.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and um, Facebook. Uh, you can also uh, hit us up on our email, uh, top5report at gmail.com. Either way works, our social media or our email. Um, we are on Google iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us there. If you do, you will not miss a single episode. Um, you can also leave us a review. We love those five stars, but we understand criticism because it helps us get better and it makes the words we say feel important. You can follow me personally on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Uh, Peter? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ninja Pierre. And that's where I will be reviewing my trip to Blackoland, which was... <laughs> Uh, it was okay, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, for the top five report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter. Mary Liz. <laughs> I'm Miss Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>